welcome to Daily Bible Reading Notes from Valley Chapel Community Church, where we seek to learn the whole counsel of God's Word. I'm your host, Pastor Michael Rowe. This is the posting for February 2nd, 2024. In a December 2016 article, Scientific American highlighted the fact that one in six, or almost 17% of Americans, are on psychiatric drugs of some sort. The largest category was antidepressants. Here's the thing, though. That 2016 article was highlighting a study concluded in 2013. That's over 10 years ago now. The most recent numbers I could find came from 2021 and show an increase to almost 23%, including all ages. So today, almost a quarter of our population is on drugs designed to inhibit or modify their mental or emotional state. What does this have to do with Leviticus? While you would be hard-pressed to find this category in a survey, it is certain that many people on drugs today are trying to deal with feelings of guilt. Many people today seek to deny, downplay, or escape guilt. But the truth is, guilt is real, and there is only one way to find true relief from its tortuous grasp. The Reality of Sin and Guilt as we come to Leviticus 4-6 through 6 today, we find God giving Moses and Israel further instructions on sacrificial offerings. Now God mercifully gives them a way to deal with their sin and guilt before Him. We can draw several abiding principles or truths about sin and guilt from our passage today. First, at the most basic level, sin is sin. The word for sin means to miss the mark or to go the wrong way morally. Whether unintentional, Leviticus 4, 1, 22, and 27, or not, Leviticus 5, 1. Whether a priest, leader, or common person, Leviticus 4, 3, 22, and 27. Or whether unfaithful against his fellow man or God, Leviticus 5, 1, and 6, 2. A person who has gone against God's commands has sinned. They have missed the mark of God's law. This isn't just a concern for Israel, though. As Paul explains to the Romans, the truth is, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Connected to this is the objective reality of guilt before God. God makes clear in chapters 4-6 through six that when someone sins, quote, they become guilty, Leviticus 4.13, 27, and chapter 6, verse 4. Again, whether it was intentional or not, when someone sins, they stand guilty before God. As God states in no uncertain terms, quote, He was certainly guilty before Yahweh. Leviticus 5.19 This guilt, this liability before God, is an objective state or condition. This is an important distinction to make. The biblical understanding is that even before and apart from feelings of guilt, if you have sinned against God's law, you stand guilty before Him. So even if you don't realize your guilt, or you blunt the feelings of guilt through medication, if you have sinned against God, your guilt still remains. Is there any hope then? The mercy of atoning sacrifice. This brings us to the sacrifices we find before us. God lays out the offerings he will accept for sin and guilt. In chapter 4, he gives instructions for the substitutionary sacrifices he will accept to atone for sin. By laying hands on the sacrificial animal, the contrite sinner placed his guilt and sin on the animal that would die in his place. God would accept this as an atoning sacrifice, and forgiveness would be granted by God.
In words of mercy, God promised, quote, it will be forgiven him, Leviticus 5.10. This promise of forgiveness through atoning sacrifice is repeated throughout chapters 4 through 6. This was good news. All the sin and guilt weighing down the heart of the sinner can be forgiven through an atoning sacrifice. Friend, that forgiveness is available in full today through the Lord Jesus Christ. As Paul explained, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians 1 7. As we come toward the end of chapter 6, God gives the priests instructions on the burnt offerings. If you remember from yesterday, these were offerings for sin in general. Notice verse 13. Quote, Fire shall be kept burning continually on the altar. It shall not go out. Leviticus 6.13, Legacy Standard Bible. Why is that significant? It meant that there was always going to be sin that needed to be atoned for. When people sinned, they needed to be able to come confessing their sin, Leviticus 5.5, and find the burnt offering fires burning. Now this is also significant because it reminds us of what Hebrews says. Quote, but in those sacrifices there is a reminder of sins year by year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Hebrews 10, 3-4 But those insufficient sacrifices have been surpassed fully and finally in the death of Jesus Christ. Quote, for by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. And, quote, where there is forgiveness of these things, there is no longer any offering for sin. Hebrews 10, 14, and 18. That is glorious news. We no longer need to lay our hands on sacrificial offerings. The price has been paid in full. So when we sin and we feel guilt about what we have done, we can come in faith to the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing our sin to Him. Leviticus 5, 5, 1 John 1, 9. And know that the price has been paid, atonement has been made, and we are forgiven in full through Jesus, our perfect sacrifice. What a merciful Savior and Lord.